We're talking with Dr. Scott Kellerman. He's Nevada County's public health officer. Thanks for talking with us, Dr. Kellerman. I guess you kind of started this job right in the middle of a pandemic. What a way to start. Thanks, Felton. Yeah, there was no chance to kind of catch my breath. We're in the middle of a major surge. There were a lot of hospitalizations, quite a few deaths, and immunizations weren't available. And so the result was that the virus was having its way in our county. And a lot of people were scared, and there was a lot of disinformation out there. So KBMR has been a light in the darkness as far as spreading quality information about this virus and how to prevent it, how to treat it. Well, let's get to some of that right now. Uh, Of course, the main concern of everybody at this moment is that we have a new variant on the COVID-19, which is called the Delta variant. People should be worried. You know, I hope that you know, some of the people who are listening are unimmunized because they're the target of the Delta. We had an alpha, the, the original variant had an alpha, and that was the one from the UK, and it was 50% more contagious than the original strain, and this is 50% more contagious than the alpha. You know, it's estimated that if you're in, um, in a room and you're unimmunized and, and masking is variable, there's a good chance you're going to catch the Delta variant. It's not contagious. I caught COVID. I actually caught COVID right after I got my first shot. So I kind of know what it's like to go through it as a 60-year-old male. If somebody got the Delta variant now, say in their mid-30s, how bad would they get sick? The good news is it seems to be no more virulent or pathological than even the original strain. So we're not seeing a bump in hospitalizations and, and no increase in the death. So it seems to be same pathologically as all the other variants. It just tends to be far more contagious. It just means it's easier spread. We got another one that, you know, we'll have another show about it called Lambda that's coming from Peru. It seems to be both equally infectious and equally virulent, you know, so increased hospitalizations. We're not quite sure because Peru has a lot of poverty and with poverty, you have immune suppression. And as a result, you're likely to get sicker. But this one, it seems to be no increased hospitalizations or death over the the original strain, but it's just far more contagious. Now, with viruses like COVID-19, they do mutate. So this wasn't unexpected, but is this going to be the norm for the next few years? Another variation coming? Another variation coming? Probably. That's a good question. It seems to be we've gone through uh, an alphabet, at least the Greek alphabet, of different strains. We have alpha and beta and gamma and delta and now lambda coming up. And it could be kind of an alphabet soup. You know, viruses, they replicate a million times or more in your body, you know, when you get an infection. And then one of those replications could be a mistake. Most of them die. Most of them are real mistakes and doesn't allow the virus to, at least that, when it divides and mutates, it doesn't survive. But there's a few that it has increased survivability, increased contagiousness, and potentially increased virulence. So, yeah, it's a possibility. The good news is that if you're immunized, you're protected. You're protected against all the variants. I've gotten two shots. And if you've gotten your two shots or you're fully vaccinated, then you say we are safe from any of these mutations. Yeah, I mean, safe is a relative term. If you have received two immunizations, of all variants except for Delta, you're 91% protected. It means 9% of the people, 9 out of 100, 
still don't have adequate immunity. However, you're almost guaranteed no hospitalization and no death. 99.2% of all deaths in June from COVID were in unimmunized people. Only 0.8% um, um, were, was due to people with immunization. So it's rare hospitalization and rare death. Parenthetically, Felton, you said you'd have been infected with COVID. Turns out that if you've been infected with COVID, some of the original strains, it, it's not very protective against the, the Delta variant. And with one shot of the Pfizer Moderna, you're only 33% protected. With two shots, you're 88%. So I encourage people that have only received one shot, have had previous infection with COVID, you're really not very well protected against this Delta variant. And we saw originally in May 4.7% of residents in California, where the Delta variant was was problematic, um, strain it's 26 at the end of June. It was 26.3 percent, and we think by the end of July it'll be the dominant strain, over 50 percent. It's very, very, very contagious. We're talking with Dr. Scott Kellerman. He's Nevada County's public health officer. I have a question that's important to my family and a lot of families around here. I have a 20-year-old son. He's not vaccinated, and he wants to go back to college in the fall. Is it safe for him to go? Does he have to have a vaccination? Uh, um, 20-year-old, I'm sure he's in good shape. Yeah. You're in good yeah. shape. And, yeah, he's not going to die from it. Uh, 20-year-olds traditionally don't die. Uh, we're finding that the Delta is affecting more young people. It's probably because they're unimmunized. If he's going to the UC system, he's got to choose a different university because he's required at all the UC systems, uh, schools, um, immunization. So he probably, he'll survive. He'll probably only be sick for a relatively short period of time. The problem is that 10% of the people that are infected with COVID, regardless of severity, can develop long COVID, where they have brain fog and lethargy and respiratory problems. It's a little hard to study if you got brain fog. So I would not take that chance. And then you know, immunization and, and wearing masks has been called an act of charity because essentially if he goes back to school unimmunized and if he happens to get COVID uh, and the Delta variant is around, he's more than likely will get COVID, then he'll pass it on to his unimmunized friends. You don't want to do that. That's that's not a very nice thing to do to, to pass it on to your friends. So I would say it's an act of charity to be immunized. One of the things we learned from the Spanish flu a hundred and some years ago was that social distancing and washing of hands actually did help. Uh, is that still on the board as, as the things we got to keep doing? I mean, we should do them as far as the cold and flu season and just not spreading germs generally. But is this still the recommendation for stopping the spread of COVID-19? It is. Hand washing is good. I mean, it's kind of a tiered system. Uh, physical distance is fine. The top of the list, uh, second to top is mask, and then the top is immunizations. Um, I'm on a call with all the providers in the community, 7 o'clock every Friday, and none of us can remember seeing a case of flu this past season. None. Zero. So, And that's primarily from just wearing masks, uh, so they do work. So I guess it all gets back to how well your immune system is built up. So people need to be building up their immune systems probably more in general than we have in the past. What tips can you give people in that area? 
Well, there's no question. I mean, if you're vitamin D deficient, it affects the immune cascade. You're more likely to get infections. And if you get an infection, more likely to be sicker. Same thing with vitamin E. So, you know, eat well, get adequate rest, avoid stress, no excess drinking, lay off the cigarettes, exercise on a regular basis. I mean, the mantra that everybody certainly has been preaching for a long time. And, and I think it's even more important these days of COVID. If you happen to get COVID, your immunity can be affected by lack of sleep and stress and, and vitamin deficiencies. So it's good protection. People bring up vitamins as far as B, C, and D, and E as far as good things to take. What about zinc? Is that helpful? I've heard it is. I think if you want to do any complementary you know, approaches, I'd certainly encourage that. I mean, obviously, in traditional medicine, that's not what we typically recommend, but certainly we see that. And if you are doing complementary, you know, medicinal type of preventive uh, strategies, and keep it up. However, get immunized. No matter what you do, if you're not immunized, you are very susceptible to this virus, particularly the Delta variant. So if you want to get an immunization, how do you do it? Where do you call? What website do you go to? You can internet uh, my turn, just M-Y-T-U-R-N, just type that in, myturn.com, and you'll be able to register for a variety of immunization sites. Uh, Docomo's Pharmacy has now uh, shut their operation in the Old Republic Brewery. They give actually 13,000 doses of these COVID immunizations. But they, they give immunizations, and they're both Grass Valley and Nevada City pharmacies. We're still immunizing at Whispering Pines and where I am now at Crown Point. That's where the public health offices. There's another pharmacies that are available if you happen to be patients or you're going to go to the urgent care at um, Western Sierra. Sierra Family also is offering immunizations. So immunizations are available, and Ubidox also offers immunizations. So there's a lot of venues. And if you've uh, kind of delayed your second dose of an immunization, nah, just don't delay. Go get, go get a poke. And we will immunize anybody after three-week with Pfizer or four-week with Moderna. And Johnson & Johnson only requires one immunization. So we're available. And I would like to say public health is, you know, essentially we've got your back. We're here for you. It's public health. And we would like to see everybody in Nevada County be immunized. It's the only way to really stop this virus. If you have questions about the vaccine, where can you get information about that? Just Nevada County Public Health. Just click on the website. It will show all the vaccination sites. It will show the, um, the number of cases that we've got, show where we've had outbreaks, and show how we're doing with respect to the rest of the state. It's a wonderful resource, uh, Nevada County Public Health. Just type in Nevada County Public and Health, and the rest will be filled in for you. It's a wonderful website. And like I say, we're here for you. Last but not least is for folks that are shut in or in any kind of you know more group settings. Uh, we have reach teams. We'll come out and poke you. We'll go out and talk to you. We'll poke you. We'll, uh, we'll immunize um, friends and family, anybody age uh, 12 and older. So if there's any reason, any way at all, that you find that uh, you can't get in uh, to any of these facilities, uh, give a call to public health, and we'll send out a team to immunize you. We've been talking with Dr. Scott Kellerman, the Nevada County Public Health Officer. We thank you for all your information and your time, Dr. Kellerman. Thanks, Felton. Keep up the good work and keep uh, passing out the message, because unless we work collaboratively on this, we'll never get ahead of it. So thanks, Felton.